0: Good morning, it is Kale & Company live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, 1450 on the AM dial, 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and well beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Com on a rainy, rainy Monday morning, we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental covers It is stormy out there, but this is here we are one week before Christmas Day and we're having rain. Heavy at times, expected through most of the day, which will be very mild and break some records with highs in the 50s and low 60s on this December the 18th. And there's also a slim chance of a uh, thunderstorm as well. Rainfalls between... uh, One and a half and three inches, depending where you are. And here's the most important thing. Uh, There could be some road ponding, as it were, and uh, possible flooding along area streams and small rivers. You know, I once asked uh, our good friend Dan Weed from Weed Family Automotive, one of our uh, great advertisers here at WKXL, You know, when most accidents occur, is it as a result of snow and ice? Is it a result of a sun glare or other conditions? Or is it as a result of rain? And Dan Wee told me that uh, unquestionably more accidents occur in rain and rainy conditions than anything else uh, we experience in our in our driving flood watch by the way has been issued for most of new hampshire north and west of manchester except northern coos county coastal flood watch has also been issued for coastal rockingham county from uh today until uh this evening river flood warnings meanwhile are in effect. For the Pemigewasset River in Woodstock, and also in Plymouth, coastal flood watch in effect from uh, two to five this afternoon for a chance of uh, minor flooding uh, around the uh, afternoon high tide, which is at three sixteen at Hampton Beach. If you want to experience that high tide at Hampton Beach, it's at uh, three sixteen. Uh, Today, But how about those winds that the winds also uh, factor into a gusty winds increasing 20 to 35 miles per hour. Some of the gusts reaching 40 to 50 miles per hour and possibly as high as 60 miles per hour along the coast. And uh, those high winds could trigger some power outages especially uh, along the coast and across some of the higher terrain in western and northern New Hampshire. It almost had the feel uh, this morning as I was driving to work of a tropical storm. Really, here on December 18th, a tropical storm. Temperatures today uh, may break records, as I said, getting into the 60s here one week uh, before Christmas. Anyway, in the news today, there was a... uh, Bizarre uh, incident last night as uh, a car smashed into a parked SUV that was part of President Biden's motorcade near his campaign headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware. That was last night. The sedan hit a U.S. Secret Service vehicle being used to close off intersections as a visibly stunned President Biden was walking from the campaign office to his waiting armored SUV. The sedan then tried to continue into a closed-off intersection before Secret Service personnel surrounded the vehicle with weapons drawn and instructed the driver to put his hands up. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden had just finished a meal with members of his re-election team at the time of the incident, according to the White House pool report. Now, Biden was ushered into his waiting vehicle, where his wife was already seated, before being driven swiftly back to their home. Neither the president nor the first lady were harmed. So well, there you go, kind of a bizarre incident last night, uh, taking place in Delaware, but uh, no injuries reported. Speaking of President Biden, how about his daughter, huh? Ashley Biden? You very rarely hear about her, very rarely hear about Ashley, but you are now. Ashley Biden, President Biden's daughter, owes $5,000 in income taxes beginning in 2015, according to a recent tax lien docket. Liens are legal claims imposed by the government on a property or assets to secure unpaid taxes after repeated attempts to collect. On December 1st, the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue in Philadelphia County notified Biden that the amount of such unpaid tax, interest, additions or penalties is a lien in favor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania upon the taxpayer's property, real, personal, or both, as the case may be, according to the notice. Now, the period start date listed on the lien begins January 1, 2015, when Joe Biden was vice president in the Obama administration, and it ends January 1, 2021, days before he was sworn in. As president, Ashley Biden and her attorney did not respond to multiple requests for comment. According to uh, a spokesperson, uh, let's see who said this, Uh, Garrett Ziegler, the founder of the nonprofit Marco Polo and former president Trump aide, uh, told Fox News Digital, and I quote, the scale is not anything like Hunter, but. Joe is constantly talking about how wealthy and connected people do not pay their fair share and can't afford to pay more. And it just so happens that both of his living children did not pay their taxes, end quote. And he continued saying this is just another example of the Bidens being careless. Like you'd think they would show a little bit more prudence when you're the first, when you're the American first family to make sure that you don't have any tax liens on you, especially going into an election year. A Ziegler, by the way, former Trump aide, founded the website BidenLaptopMedia.com, uh, which contains nearly 10,000 photos, 10,000 photos from Hunter's infamous laptop between 2008 and And 2019, Ziegler said his team found Ashley's lean while conducting a routine search in the Philadelphia County courthouse system. When Ziegler published the findings on the laptop, he told Fox Digital at the time, we are not Republican activists. None of us are are registered Republicans, he continued. In fact, I love and still love Trump precisely precisely because he wasn't a standard Republican. So this is not a hit job. We're going to keep all the photos that paint the Bidens in a good light and keep all the photos that paint the Bidens in a bad light. The American people can judge for themselves what they think about their first family through this. So uh, there you go. Over 10,000. Hunter Biden photos, <laughs> certain in various states of dress. <laughs> oh, man, they, they give us plenty of fodder, don't they? At, uh, at any rate, it is uh, great to have you with us here on this Monday morning. So be careful out there. If, if you're listening to the show, driving your vehicle, uh, please be careful. Is that ponding, and, you know, if you go through a big puddle, don't forget to tap your brakes a few times and uh, stay safe out there because we want you to continue listening right here to WKXL, WKXLNHTalkRadio.com for all our terrific programming throughout the day. And I want to remind you, I mentioned uh, Dan Weed in the his first segment today. And uh, Dan will be with us tomorrow from Weed Family Automotive. Dan will be live in studio And he'd be happy to take your calls at 603-224-1450. We have a special treat coming up right after these words. It is Kale & Company Live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Don't you dare touch that dial. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company Live on this 18th of December, meaning we are one week away from Christmas. And I know somebody that is already very much in the Christmas spirit, and that is our good friend John Leahy, who joins us every Monday morning at this time. And, uh, John, good morning to you. Dan, good
1: morning. I hope you're staying safe up there. We're uh, having a lot of uh, rain and wind down here on the Mass. Rhode Island border. So, uh, if you are having the bad weather, stay safe out there.
0: Oh, abs- absolutely, and it's exactly uh, pretty much the same. I guess maybe you're getting a little bit more wind, but we had plenty of wind up here and uh, and uh, lots of rain as well. It's like it's like a tropical storm in the middle of December.
1: Yeah, I mean the trade-off is it's in the 60s, right? So yeah, exactly. We, can't, we we can't complain about that, but uh, hopefully the system will pass through pretty quickly.
0: Well, I mean this by all rights, this should be this should be snow and not rain, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean the, yeah. These, these the ski areas up here aren't loving, aren't loving this at all. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've certainly lucked out with the lack of snow, but. Uh, yeah. No, it's not officially winter yet, so buckle your
0: seatbelt. Not officially, but we'll we'll be there in a few days. We'll be there in yeah. a few days when it is officially winter. But we're going to set all kinds of uh, temperature records today and what have you. But at any rate, we'll stop talking about the weather and uh, start talking about uh, something uh, that uh, you have planned uh, for this week. And we'll get a little taste of it in, in just a few minutes. But uh, tell us about what you have going on this week, John.
1: Yeah, Ken, uh, on Wednesday, uh, I'll have some uh, sounds of the season for uh, folks. Uh, on Wednesday, I'll be publishing my weekly podcast, which you can find at Leahystorytelling.com. We're going to have uh, Christmas music as the subject of the podcast this week. I'm going to play um, about an hour of Christmas music, so you can uh, access that at com. I'll have it published on Wednesday morning. And then that evening that same evening at 7 o'clock, I'm going to have some live Christmas music. All right. And uh, you can find that at my internet radio station, which mm-hmm. is at com. And uh, if you go to the website, uh, you just look at the top there. There's a selection that says more, and if you click on that, you'll see the internet radio station. You can just uh, click right on through there, and I'll have uh, a live Christmas concert. Uh, it'll probably be between an hour and a half and two hours, so uh, wow. I encourage I encourage people to uh, tune in, and uh, we'll have that on the air on Wednesday
0: night. And then, is it going to be up there uh, after that? After you do it live, will it remain there?
1: Um, you know, I can uh, I can think about uh, post it, reposting it. I would probably repost it on the website. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that, that's something I'm thinking about. But if you want to hear it live, you can definitely as Stream it at seven o'clock uh, if you go to my website at john
0: because i' I'm, I'm thinking that uh this uh you know could be the the like the soundtrack for you know people's uh, Christmas get-togethers you know what I mean and have it playing in the background
1: well I hope so Ken. why so, not uh, why yeah, not you know, I haven't uh, I have not yet reposted anything from uh, uh the internet radio station I've, I've done some games on it you know, but I haven't done any music. I haven't done any live music with it yet. So this will be the debut of live music on the Internet radio station. So oh. uh, I think you are right. I think I'm definitely going to have to repost it on the website for, uh, for people to hear.
0: There's no doubt in my mind. And, of course, uh, when you uh, are live doing your Christmas performance, uh, it'll be the, the final day of, uh, of fall because uh, winter begins on December 21st.
1: Yeah, perfect timing, right? So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope we're all in the Christmas spirit, and, uh, you know, hopefully this will put more people in the Christmas spirit, so we'll give it our best effort.
0: All right. Well, John, if they aren't in the Christmas spirit by now, they, they will be in a couple of minutes, because uh, you have uh, sent me a, a little preview of what's going to take place on uh, Wednesday, and we have it. For our listeners uh, right now, it's the, it's the Burl Ives classic, "Holly Jolly Christmas." So this is John Leahy, and uh, take it away.
2: Have a holly jolly Christmas! It's the best time of the year. Hi. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Finish, John Leahy and the Burl Ives classic. John, great job.
1: Well, thanks, Ken. I appreciate it. I've always been a big fan of that song. And I know you're a partial to it, too, so uh, hopefully people enjoyed it.
0: Well, I'm sure they did. And uh, if you want to hear more, uh, give folks the, uh, uh, the information again, John, in case uh, some people may be just tuning in.
1: All right, so uh, if you'd like to hear the podcast of uh, the uh, Christmas music, uh, I'm going to do for about an hour. Just go to com. That's L-E-A-H-Y, storytelling.com. That's Wednesday morning. And then Wednesday evening, we'll have live Christmas music. It'll be on my website at 7 o'clock on my internet radio station. Just go to com.
0: And uh, I have seen your uh, Facebook performances uh, before, uh, and uh this will be a little bit different it'll be on your your website but uh you know it's terrific and you get a lot of people that uh, that follow you
1: yeah you know it'll be a little bit different you know i when i've done live music in the past I've, I've done facebook live and uh you know that that's a good uh way to get it out there and if people can comment directly this will be a little bit different i'm going to think about uh how I'm going to encourage people to comment on this particular uh, performance. Um, I think I'm going to direct people to go to com, but I'll have more on that. I'll post it on uh, Facebook and whatnot if you want to leave comments on uh, the live show Wednesday night.
0: Terrific. And, and uh, John, uh, happy holidays to you. We won't have a show uh, next week on on monday but um, maybe we'll uh check in with you uh, at some point uh uh next week as well and uh, anything we should know about uh, hockey east as we uh you know i know they're in break right now and uh when when do things resume
1: yeah so uh the games will start up again i know on the men's side that uh, december 29th uh the women will also be starting up right around that time uh the Vermont Catamounts were in action this weekend on the men's side. They were the only team that played. They went down to Long Island. Ah, they, they swept the Long Island Sharks. So we need hockey teams to win those non-league games. So uh, happy for the Catamounts. They were able to go down there and win. And now we are all officially on Christmas break.
0: Everybody is on break. How about yeah. that? Except us here at WKXL. We we keep going. We keep going, John.
1: Well, thank God for that. This
0: yep. <laughs> is quality entertainment. <laughs> it is, and I think it's the first time. Well, I know you've been with us uh, with us before in, in studio, but I think it's the first time they've uh, been able to hear you uh, perform on your ukulele. And uh, you know, for those uh, who don't didn't know, uh, uh, John was up here a couple of weeks ago and uh, did the open mic at the Bank of New Hampshire stage, with the, which they have the first Wednesday of. Uh, every month. Uh, John was terrific and it's a great venue for an open mic and I I know that uh, John is going to do it again as soon as he can.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we'll have to get a group together and go up there. I know it's only once a month, but I had a tremendous time on that stage. It was wonderful and uh, it's any opportunity you get to play the music live, it's a wonderful thing. So, I'm looking forward to coming up uh, back up there, Ken, and uh, you know hopefully it'll be relatively soon.
0: Yes, indeed, John. Uh, wish you and uh, Lori Ann and your entire family a uh, a wonderful holiday season, and uh, we'll be in touch soon and be tuned in on Wednesday.
1: Ken, I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners, your family as well. I guess it's uh, two weeks in a row we won't be talking, right? Because New Year's Day is. Uh, the following
0: week, right? Uh, that's true. But we'll, we'll, I, I'm i sure we can sneak in a conversation here and there.
1: Excellent, Ken. Thanks, right, John. For, thanks right. so
0: much for having me on. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Take care. John Leahy, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, here in a little uh, holly jolly Christmas. I love that song. I think John does, too. We'll take a break. Kale & Company live will continue right here on WKXL, We are presented by... Northeast Delta Dental. We shall be right back. Kale and Company Live, it's a Monday. And, uh, we appreciate you tuning into WKXL and HTalkRadio.com. 1450 AM 1039 on the FM dial in the Capital Region. 1019 FM in Manchester and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. And uh, we talked about it uh, Friday and a couple of times uh, last week. But uh, our producers for this program, Kat and Andrew, are both involved in a production over the weekend in Laconia at the uh, beautiful... Uh, colonial theater in downtown laconia andrew is uh, on the board today manning the board and uh it, it sounded like it in talking with you and cat before the show that everything went well
3: it did it did um we we had great audiences um and very big matinee audience audiences which is not very common so it was nice nice to see people were very much full of the uh, christmas spirit this weekend yeah that that is great and uh, you guys are terrific i I've, I've
0: seen you uh, seen both of you in in productions uh, uh, over the years uh, but you know you know what you know the great part about the whole thing is that uh, you know we the, you know so many businesses and and especially uh, you know live theater live concerts I took a big hit during COVID, but now mm.
3: everything seems to be pretty much back to normal. Yeah, more or less. Um, people are people are driving back to the theaters in droves. So it's you know it's good to be telling stories again, and you know giving people that little escape from their day to day to enjoy something, and you know. See something a little bit different? Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm sure the crowds were uh, very appreciative of what went
0: on on stage. I know you had a a, a big cast and uh, mm. just just a terrific show. And I, I, I heard that Cat's going to take a little break from her uh, theatrical appearances for the uh, for the time being, but but
3: not you, Andrew. You're going to keep at it. Yeah, not not me. Not you. Uh, <laughs> uh, some would say I'm a glutton for punishment, but I just uh, I I like doing what I'm doing, and uh, uh, I'll keep going for as long as I can. That's the important thing, right? You do <laughs> do what you enjoy, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So you have shows coming up.
0: Uh, you said in Boston and in uh, in Pittsfield as well. Yep,
3: yep. I have. Uh, I'm going to be in a in a uh, professional tour of a show uh, in Boston, end of January and end of, end of wow. February. Um, wow
0: And what, what, what is the show? Could the show
3: come? is uh, Evil Dead the Musical So it's based on the Bruce Campbell movies From the late 70s, early 80s Evil Dead the Musical <laughs> Wow Did you ever think you'd see a musical out of uh, Evil Dead? I, I, did, I did not um, I mean, I was a fan of the films You know, for many years But uh, when they came out with the musical I thought, this. there's no way this could be successful But it has a massive, massive following Wow Wow um, And and Boston, there's people coming from all over the country to come see us in Boston. So,
0: look for that, folks! Evil Dead the Musical. (laughs) Wow, that's like you know, like the
3: the musical version of like Death of a Salesman or something Uh, like that, something like that, that, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they'll, they'll make musicals out of everything. I mean, we've got right. Back to the Future. We've got right, uh, right. Toot, yeah. you know Tootsie. Yep, exactly. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is a musical now. Yeah, all so. right, that's true. So, what what about Pittsfield? What are you doing in, in uh, Pittsfield? Pittsfield, I'm just doing a couple of uh, co directing and and helping out with some shows that they got coming up in the spring. Uh, so that that's still still kind of in the works. So, more on that as it develops. Well,
0: very good. Very good. You know, we're very fortunate to have so many uh, great uh, theaters and, and theater companies here. Uh, you know, in a relatively small state population-wise, we do have uh, a lot of things going on uh, theater-wise and music-wise. So, we are uh, very, very fortunate in, mm. in that regard. So many great places. And I know Laconia, I mean, that, that theater was dormant for years and uh, then they uh, really, I mean, they, they really rejuvenated it, uh, renovated it, and uh, it, it's, it's one of a, the great theaters in New Hampshire now.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, New England, it's very fortunate to be in, a, in an area that is just rich in arts. Yeah. Um, you can turn any corner and find some kind of, some kind of music or a theater or art gallery or anything, really. Yeah. Um, that that piques any kind of interest. Very true. I mean you talk about
0: art galleries. We have the courier in uh, in Manchester which is uh, you know nationally, if not internationally renowned. so mm-hmm. we've got uh, arts of all kinds here. Uh, in the Granite State and, and lots of things to offer uh, as well. So, uh, Andrew, congratulations to you and Kat on another uh, great performance over the weekend, four performances over mm-hmm. the weekend. You guys must be exhausted. I, you know what? Whenever I see a show and think that sometimes, uh, you know, in, in this case, you did two shows on, on Saturday, mm-hmm. When I when, whenever I see a show, I say, how are they going to possibly do this again tonight, you know, if I see a matinee? Uh, but
3: somehow you guys do it. You, you do it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of caffeine and uh, <laughs> some, some food in our bellies, and, <laughs> and good company. Yep. Having having the, the right people around us definitely makes it there. You go that much more enjoyable. And, so. and how big was the cast for this one? Seventy four people. Wow. Wow. And that's that, including a choir,
0: so they that, had a choir in the box seats. Isn't that something? Yep. Wow, 74 people. Well, terrific. And uh, congratulations to both of you thank and you. the entire cast. Mm-hmm, thank you. Uh, terrific. And uh, I was just looking at, uh, at my, the website here that I'm on, which is called worldatlas.com, worldatlas.com. Seven towns in New England that are ideal for seniors. Uh it may be a perfect fit for some some of the cities, seven towns in New England. Perfect fit for retirement, cultural interests, the outdoors, and charm in uh, one of the United States' oldest regions, New England. And uh, I'll, I'll read you those, uh, those seven uh, right now. Kennebunkport, Maine. Uh, when you think of Kennebunkport, I guess a lot of people think of uh, the Bush family now uh, because they have... Uh, uh, made their summer home there for generations, uh, really, in uh, Kennebunkport, Maine. Uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire makes the list. Uh, there, there's a town that has uh, a, a lot of art uh, involved. A couple of uh, two or three great theaters uh, there. Prescott Park. Uh, Portsmouth is on the list. Bennington, Vermont. Bennington, Vermont is uh, also there and uh, Gloucester, Massachusetts, Nantucket in Massachusetts, Farmington, Connecticut, and Narragansett, Rhode Island. So there you go. They have four senior centers in, in Narragansett, three of them listed as affordable at low incomes, by the way. So, so there you go. There's the list. Narragansett, Rhode Island, Farmington, Connecticut, which is just outside of Hartford, uh, Nantucket. That might be a little tonier, a little bit more expensive uh, than some of these other places, but uh, Gloucester, Bennington, Vermont, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Kennebunkport, Maine. So there you go. Great places for seniors. Ideal, they say, for seniors. All of them are pretty walkable. And uh, you know, lots of uh, lots of interesting things going on in in all of those places. Uh, interesting things going on yesterday in Foxborough. I tell you, there was a, a star-studded crowd uh, in attendance at Foxborough for the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. Taylor Swift, yes, Taylor and her entourage were there, and uh, John Bon Jovi was there as well. I mean, John Bon Jovi and Bill Belichick. Go back many, many years. They're great friends. And uh, John Bon Jovi, you know, was rooting for the Patriots. Uh, Taylor Swift was not. She was rooting for Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you missed it, if you've been under a rock somewhere, uh, the Patriots lost to the Chiefs yesterday 27-17. to 17. So there you go. That was the final. Chiefs 27, Patriots 17. The Patriots now 3-11. and 11. Can you imagine that, folks? The New England Patriots 3-11 and 11 on the season. It's been a long time since the Patriots franchise has reached those depths. But they are there right now. And it looks like they'll have a pretty good draft pick uh, coming up in the uh, 2024 uh, NFL draft. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, proudly presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale & Company live here on WKXL nhtalkradio.com. I tell you, the guys at the patch, Tony Shanella and the rest of the patch staff, do a terrific job updating news virtually around the clock. And uh, this was just published a few minutes ago. As expected and predicted, a blustery storm is making its way through New Hampshire and bringing with it wind gusts of up to 40 miles per hour and power outages across the state. A Hazardous weather outlook and flood watch were issued Monday morning by the National Weather Service, warning of heavy rain and wind gusts through uh, 1 a.m. on Tuesday morning. The storm is expected to dump up to four and a half inches of rain on some parts of New Hampshire. Snow melting in the northern part of the state is expected to create runoff and flooding threats. According to the National Weather Service, in an alert, minor to moderate flooding is possible along main stem rivers as well as streams, many of which are still running high from last week's rainfall. Widespread low land and poor drainage flooding is also possible. And the flood watch is in effect through late Monday night. Just after 8 o'clock this morning... The state's four electric companies reported more than 40,000, that's 40,000 zero, 000 customers without power in the Granite State. Eversource is reporting the most number of customers out, nearly 28,000. Eversource customers are without power uh, even as we speak. Uh, Raymond has nearly 3,000 customers out while Manchester has nearly 2,000 people without power. Pembroke is reporting more than 1,800 outages due to down trees and limbs around the town, according to uh, Scanner Chatter. Nearly 1,000 Wyndham customers without power. Hooksett has about 500 people without power. Webster, about 400. Smaller outages are being reported in uh, Amherst, Bedford, Summon, Concord, Loudoun, Londonderry, Merrimack, Milford, Nashua, and Northampton. The uh, New Hampshire uh, Co-op reports around 8,000 customers without power, including outages in Thornton and Lemster. Most outages are under 500 and centered in the Lakes region and North Country. Uh, Unitil reports about 2,400 customers without power in both Concord and the Capital Region and on the Seacoast and Rockingham County. About 1,200 Concord customers right now without power, more than 5% of the company's customers in the city. Uh, Bo has about uh, 300 customers without power, while Canterbury, Epsom, and Hopkinton, and Loudoun have smaller outages. On the seacoast and Rockingham County, outages of between 50 and 150 are being reported in Atkinson, Danville, East Kingston, Hampstead, Hampton, and Newton. And Liberty Utilities has reported nearly 2,000 customers without power in Pelham, Salem, and the Upper Valley. So that's the way it stands right now. Thanks to the patch Uh, for that uh, information. We we appreciate that and uh, they do a terrific job. They they really do. Hats off to Tony Chanella and uh, everybody at the patch for keeping us posted. Garden yesterday, Celtics won again. Celtics are 14 and 0 on their home court this season, the only team that is undefeated on their home court this year. And uh, matinee yesterday at the Garden, Jalen Brown, 31 points, Jason Tatum, 23, 114-97 win over the Orlando Magic. That means they took two in a row from the Magic after taking two in a row at home from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Magic really had been a team, a thorn in the Celtic side, but uh, they beat them on uh, Friday night handily and yesterday rather handily as well. In addition to the contributions from Brown and Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis added 15 points and 10 rebounds. Celtics are 20-5 and overall, best record in the NBA. Now, a test comes up for them. As tomorrow night, They will open a four-game West Coast road trip. Tomorrow night, they will take on the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. Wednesday, they will be in Sacramento to take on the Kings. Saturday afternoon, we get a break. We don't have to stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning for the end of the games over the weekend. Uh, Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles. They will be taking on the Clippers. And then on Christmas evening at 5 o'clock, same place in Los Angeles, they will be taking on LeBron James and the Lakers, the defending in season NBA champion Lakers. (laughs) So, Celtics for four on the West Coast. Beginning tomorrow night in San Francisco. So if you're a Celtics fan, uh, you're going to have some a couple of late nights. That's it. Two out of the four games late at night. The other two, one's at three. I think the Saturday game's at three. And I know the Monday game, the Christmas game, is at five against the Lakers. So there you go. Speaking of the Golden State Warriors, whom the Celtics will play uh, tomorrow evening, Steph Curry's NBA record, his NBA record three-pointer streak came to an end last night, came to an end at 268 games. Steph Curry had the three-point baskets in 268 games until last night. However, the Golden State Warriors still won the game. They beat the Portland Trail Blazers 118 to 114 Sunday night. Steph was 0 for 8, 0 for 8. Steph Curry from a three-point range, 2 for 12 overall, while scoring just seven points for Golden State. His streak began December 1st, 2018, on the road against the Detroit Pistons. Curry, the NBA career leader. Who recently made his thirty-fifth career point? Three thousand five hundred plus career three-pointers for Steph Curry. He last went without a three-pointer in a game in a regular season game, November eighth, twenty eighteen, when he was zero for four against Milwaukee. He also owns the second-longest NBA streak of three-pointers at 157 games. So I would have to say, overall, Steph Curry, uh, very consistent. But his 800, I should say his 268-game consecutive three-pointer streak is over. And he will be looking to start a new one. And my bet is he will uh, tomorrow night when the Golden State Warriors will uh, host the Boston Celtics. Should be a great matchup at the Chase Center, I believe it is, in San Francisco. Uh, By the way, uh, some of you probably watched Sunday Night Football last night. I was uh, rooting for Jacksonville in that one, but uh, they came up short. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence was placed into concussion protocol uh, following last night's 23-7 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Head coach Doug Peterson said Lawrence was hurt on one of his three scrambles on the Jaguars' final possession but was unsure which one. This puts his status for Sunday's critical game at Tampa Bay in jeopardy. The uh, Jaguars, Houston Texans, uh, Houston Texans, and Indianapolis Colts are tied atop the AFC South. At 8-6, and six. Lawrence has started every game for Jacksonville since he was drafted in 2021. That's a streak of 48 consecutive starts, pretty much unheard of in the NFL these days. Uh, C.J. Beathard would start if Lawrence is unable to play against the Bucks. Jaguars uh, cut third-string quarterback Nathan Rourke on Saturday and likely would attempt to resign him early this week if uh, Lawrence was uh, unable to go in their next game. So uh, there you have it. Patriots, by the way, will uh, be in action again. Uh, And uh, that will be on Christmas Eve at 8.15. So if you're looking for something to do on Christmas Eve, uh, Patriots will be taking on the Broncos in Denver, Colorado. Patriots, 3-11 Three and eleven on the year, and uh, Denver seven wins and seven losses. Either the way, how about those Buffalo Bills yesterday? Uh, they crushed the Dallas Cowboys thirty-one to ten in Buffalo. So, Bills remain two games behind Miami atop the AFC East, as Miami shut out the Jets thirty to nothing. Ravens beat Jacksonville. And the San Francisco 49ers clinched the NFC West Sunday with a 45-29 win at Arizona. So that pretty much wraps it up.